Today's episode is brought to you by PodcastLeadGeneration.com. Learn how podcasting can help your business today. Ready to take your business to the next level? Do you want to get your message out so that you can help even more people? Well then, world changer, welcome home. My name is Cliff Dubinois, and I'm using podcasting to build a seven-figure empire, and this podcast will document my journey. Along the way, I'll interview the best and brightest marketing minds to get their advice and strategies, which I will test, and I'll report back to you on what is working. Welcome to the Wake Up World Changer podcast. Hey there, World Changers. Cliff here from Studio M. Going mobile. All these episodes recorded in my car because that's how I roll. Anyway, so let's answer the burning question. What do Beyonce and I have in common? And what you can do. How this can help in your life and your business, your relationships, whatever it is. Whatever other self-help stuff you want to throw into the mix. So let's start by... Let's start by sharing a story. I shared before in an earlier episode that my brother passed away in October. My fiance and I broke up in, in November and then uh, December, New Year's Eve. Uh, my dad passed away. So as you can imagine, going into January of 2021, I was a little bit of a wreck. Uh, everything hurt constantly. I was... I was in pain. I was going between uh, extreme sadness, extreme loneliness, uh, to uh, extreme rage. I mean, it was just, it, it was horrible. I mean, if you think about losing three key people in your life within a span of three months, you know, it's, it's absolutely heart-wrenching. And for me, the worst was actually when I was sleeping. Because when I was sleeping, that's when I would have dreams. And I would actually be with these people. And I would wake up and I would just be crying because it just, it hurt so bad. And after, you know, I think we're like into February by this point in time, towards the end of February, I remember one night I was, I was dead asleep and I had this dream that I was sitting on the couch and my fiance was sitting next to me. We were holding hands, watching uh, something on TV. And all of a sudden we both started laughing. And I look over at her and the one thing about my relationship with my fiance was that, you know, we would be out, we would be doing something, we'd go for a walk or watch TV or we'd be having dinner or something else like that. And it, and I, I don't, I, I could not frame out why it was happening, but I would just, I would look at her and then I would just fall in love with her again. And, and I loved that feeling, you know, and uh, it was great. And, and I, I'm sitting there on this couch and I look at her and she's laughing and she looks at me and she's got a big smile on her face. And I just fell in love with her again. And then I woke up and then reality set in and then the darkness came and it was just, it was relentless. And I was, my heart was just breaking all over again. And just when I didn't think it could get any worse, you know, it, it was, and I just remember, I just remember I was like, God, please help me. Now, I don't know if I actually intended that to be a prayer, but comma, uh, I think God must've heard me because from in that, from in that darkness, these hands, this hand came out of nowhere and rested on my shoulder 
And then this voice said to me, you're pretty beat up Cliff. Why don't I drive for a while? And it was that guy. Now, I don't know if I've talked about that guy in a previous episode or not. For some reason, I think I have. That guy has always been a part of me that for whatever reason or another, whenever I've needed to make a dramatic change in my life or move my life forward in a dramatic way, that guy has always stepped forward. Now, I really didn't explore much about that guy until this year, the last few months, in talking with my counselor and talking with my coach, I mentioned that guy. And my coach actually was the one that turned me on to this concept of the, the alter ego. Now, I didn't know this before, but apparently there's a part of the human condition, whatever it is, where you actually create an alter ego, like a Superman Clark Kent type of deal, where your alter ego, alter ego can do things that, that you can't. And I know I'm probably sounding a little bit out there because you're like, well, Cliff, if you're the same person, you can do these things. I know, I know, I know. But let me give you an example, right? This is where it ties in with Beyonce. So Beyonce is, you know, she's starting to get discovered. She's starting to build an audience. Uh, she's, you know, putting out all of these, you know, hit hit records. And, you know, it's time for her to go on tour. And, of course, part of her tour is dancing, right? Beyonce is known for singing. She's known for dancing. And so she's got to dance in front of the camera. She's got to dance in front of live television, in front of millions of people. She's got to dance in front of tens of thousands of people at her concert. But here's the deal. She couldn't do it. Beyonce couldn't do it. And if you go back and you read the interviews about this, and I'll reveal a little bit more here in a second. But if you go back and read those interviews, Beyonce couldn't because she did not know if, if, if she could or not because it conflicted with her, her religious upbringing, her religious beliefs. Now, this isn't to say that there's a stage and, you know, you got like 100,000 fans out there all screaming and hollering for you to, you know, come out there and, you know, dance in front of them. And everybody's around Beyonce going, say, oh, come on, you can do this. You can do this. You can do this. What she did is she set Beyonce aside and she became Sasha Fierce. Now, Beyonce could not dance in front of thousands of people, but Sasha Fierce could. And that's how it worked. And when the concert was over, Sasha would walk off stage, step off to the side, and then Beyonce would be back. Right? And this is what Beyonce did to kind of like protect herself, I think was the term that she used to kind of like, you know, keep some of her stuff to her. But Sasha was not afraid to express herself, express herself through singing or through dancing or whatever it is. But Sasha Fierce uh, is... For all intents and purposes, Beyonce's alter ego. Now, what's interesting is if you're saying to yourself, God, the Sasha Fierce really sounds familiar. Well, if you're a Beyonce fan, one of her albums actually is titled, I think it's called uh, Goodbye, Sasha Fierce, where uh, she, you know, in this album, she thanks Sasha for basically helping her get to where she is today. You know, they came, there came a point in time where Beyonce did not need Sasha anymore. Beyonce's like, you know what? I can get out there and stage a dance. And she would. And she did it and it became a part of her. So she was like, okay, Sasha, you've, you've done well. Thank you for, you know, thank you for helping me out. But it's not just Sasha though. I'm, I was reading in this book, the alter ego effect that 
This is actually very common among really high performers. They adopt an alter ego because for whatever reason or another, they are scared, they're afraid, they can't, for whatever reason or another, think that they can perform. So they take on this alter ego persona. Here's a classic example from, from sports, right? Bo Jackson, right? Bo Jackson uh, is the only person, as far as I know anyways, but is the only person to score uh, all-star status, MVP status in football as well as baseball. I mean, the guy was a machine on the field. It was incredible, right? Now, you know, people sit there and say, man, it's Bo Jackson. He's got talent. Well, the thing is, you know, you go back and you read Bo Jackson's, you know, story. He had a lot of rage. And what would happen is, is that he would get out on the field. Somebody would outmaneuver him, get away from him, you know, whatever it is. And Bo would lose his mind. He would just start screaming and ranting and raving. And on more than one occasion, he got ejected from the game. And his coach was like, dude, you need to get yourself under control. I don't care what you got to do, but you got to get yourself under control. And he had this idea once. He was, I, I, I don't know how this all conspired, but just bear with me. He was watching Friday the 13th, uh, one of the, you know, part 50 or part 72 or whatever it is, where Jason's walking around just killing everybody. He's cold. He's emotionless. Uh, you know, people are doing things to him. He doesn't stop. He just keeps going. And Bo Jackson was like, that's who I need to be on the field. I need to be Jason, right? And well, we all know that Bo Jackson wasn't walking around with a machete uh, on the field. But when he got onto the field, he became cold. He became emotionless. And his game just sprang through the roof because he was able to set his emotions aside because he wasn't getting all emotionally entangled and having that interfere with his mental game. I mean, he was as cold as a fish when he got out there on the field, right? And, you know, look where, look where he wound up. This actually is very common. I was really surprised in reading the alter ego effect and doing research online about how many people out there use alter egos to help them to get to the next level. So earlier this year, when, you know, that guy took over, who I have now come to call Alex, I actually sat back there because I know I was talking to my coach about this and she was like, well, our, you know, you, you've mentioned that he's been with you before when, and in a previous episode of this podcast, I talked about the difference between wanting to be an engineer and deciding to be an engineer. And when I decided, you know, of course I didn't know what to do. Right. I, I didn't know how to study. I didn't know how to do any of these things. But you know what? Alex figured it out because Alex stepped up and he did it. And Alex is the one who got me all the way through college. Right. Helped me to get a 4.0 in my engineering classes. Helped me to graduate. Helped me to get my engineering job. Holy cow. I haven't even talked about the interview for my engineering job. That was the worst interview ever. But he was the one that helped me to get through that. You know, he helped me to negotiate a 40% pay raise. You know, Cliff would have never done that, but Alex is like, we're worth it. <laughs> we're going to do it. And he, he negotiated a 40% pay raise. If you can envision that, that was awesome. Another, that'll be another story for another time. Anyways, so whenever I've been in these key moments where I've really wanted to move my life forward, for some reason, it has been the Alex persona, the Alex alter ego that I have called upon because Cliff doesn't know what to do. I wanted to get into real estate and become a real estate investor. And Cliff was taking forever analysis paralysis. He was reading books and, and, you know, all these other things and he didn't take any action. And it was finally, 
you know, after, after the death of my brother, when I was like, what am I doing? You know, why, why am I wasting my life? I don't get it. Alex stepped forward. And six months later, I had a duplex in one of the hottest, craziest housing markets of the time. And that would be Southern California along the ocean, you know, for being an engineer working at a fortune 500 company. Uh, some, I, it still mystifies my friends to this day. I was able to do it, but you know what? I, went and, you know, within a couple of transactions, I had over a million dollars in real estate, you know, which is awesome. But that's because Alex stepped up and made that happen. See, the thing is, is, is I was reading the other day and I came across this quote from Gandhi. And I, I think we all know who Gandhi is, but Gandhi, Gandhi said that our beliefs drive our thoughts, our thoughts drive our actions and our actions drive our results. And it occurred to me that in these different times in my life where I was tired of the results that I was getting, right? Like for instance, when I was getting into real estate and real estate investing, and I just was not moving forward, I was tired of those results. Alex stepped up and Alex has got an entirely different belief system, you know? And yeah, we are the same person, but you know what? When Cliff says, I can't do this, Alex says, I can do this. And he does it. You know, and if you think about it, all these people out there that are constantly saying, oh, you know, I, I can't do a podcast. Yeah, you can. If you look at the definition of the word can, it's to be able to, right? If you can talk and have a conversation, then you can do a podcast. You're just choosing not to, right? There's a difference between I can't do a podcast and I won't do a podcast. Now, when I was getting ready to do the podcast and I was kind of like, well, a little, uh, okay. Alex was the one that stepped up and said, we're doing this. And we did it. He's the one that figured it out because I had spent months going through, you know, all the different kinds of equipment out there. What software do I use and which is the best and da, 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 da. But Alex is a type A personality. We make decisions and move forward. And so this year by default, I've just let Alex just drive. And he's the one that actually has moved everything forward from uh, this podcast to putting together the summit. Now I'm in the process of building my studio, which I kind of alluded to uh, last week in, uh, in one of the episodes. But there is no indecision. Things are happening and things are happening quickly. And sometimes I'm, I'm even amazed at how quickly things are happening. But it, it, it's awesome. Now, this isn't to say that, uh, that having an alter ego gives you an excuse to, to bury trauma. I am not suggesting for one second, because that's a word that my counselor used with everything that I went through in October, November, December, she's like, Cliff, you've been through trauma. Uh, that's the word she's using. This isn't a way for you to bury it. It certainly isn't a way to deal with it, right? I'm not a psychologist. I'm not a psychiatric, psychiatric person, whatever they called. <laughs> I'm not any of those, nor will I ever play one on TV. Right. So don't sit there, listen to this episode and, and just blindly do what Cliff is doing. Right. If anything, I would probably start with reading the alter ego effect. That's a great book that actually kind of goes into this details it about how to properly map out an alter ego. But the reason why I bring this all up is because I'm still seeing a counselor. Every other Tuesday, the counselor and I are doing our virtual sessions and we are walking through you know, what happened and how am I dealing with this and how am I dealing with that? Because truth be told, I mean, there's, you know, there's Cliff, there's my alter ego, Alex, but guess what? There's another persona and that is scared little Cliff and scared little Cliff went through some crap in his childhood that I would not wish upon anybody. 
But you know what? Scared little Cliff is still there because he was he was never dealt with. He was never it was never addressed. It was never, you know, so now, you know, I, Cliff, being in charge of who I am, I'm learning to deal with scared little Cliff. But for a majority of the day, when I'm actually at my computer and I'm working, it's Alex that's doing it. It's Alex that's moving forward. It's Alex that's building. It's Alex that's making the relationships. It's Alex that's doing the website. He's the one that's making the decisions that just basically says, you know what? Done is good enough. Forget this perfect bull crap. Done is good enough, right? So I say that, and I'm bringing this all up because you might be saying to yourself, self, what in the world does this have to do with me? If you find yourself stuck in life, then maybe this is something you should consider doing as well. You know, sit there and, and take, and he walks you through the book on how to do this. I'm actually doing the exercises as I'm reading through the book. But he, the author actually walks you through how to define, you know, what he calls the ordinary world, right? The world that you kind of have now, the world that you're living in now. And identifying those things that you, that you need to stop doing. What are you doing that's, you know, that's shooting yourself in the foot? And then what do you need to do more of that's working? And then, you know, removing those roadblocks. And how do you become that, how do you become that alter ego person that you need to be to really move the ball forward? It's, it's a good book, Alter Ego Effect. I will include the link in the show notes down below. But just, you know, I, I would highly recommend checking it out. Uh, I've got it on my Kindle now. I almost wish I would have bought the paper version of it so I could, you know, like, outline it and go back and dog ear it and everything else like that because it really is a good book. But uh, anyways, I bring that up because like I said, if you feel like you're stuck uh, in life, if you feel like you're not really moving forward like you want to, you know, this would be something that that you would check into, you know, because the alter ego is really good at challenging the limiting beliefs. And while somebody might say, you know what, I, I can't do a podcast, but guess what? Their alter ego can. And maybe that's all they need to do to, to be able to move the board forward. Who knows? So anyways, I just wanted to, I just wanted to share that concept with you. Just remember your beliefs drive your thoughts, thoughts drive your actions, your actions drive results. And if you want different results in your life, then all you need to do is change something upstream. And nine times out of 10, just changing your belief has that complete snowball effect. And a lot of times it's eager to just adopt an alter ego that already has that belief baked into them because then you don't struggle. But that's my two cents. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to take off. Thank you so much for listening and I will catch you in tomorrow's episode. Cheers. Hey everyone, before you go, if you're wondering how you can use podcasting for your business, then visit podcastleadgeneration.com and get the framework that showcases three ways to generate more leads for your business using podcasting. Once again, that's podcastleadgeneration.com. Make it a great day.